Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in. This is Almost Intelligent Gamers Podcast. All things news, tech, and nerdum, all around the topic of video games. I'm Travis. This is new. What's up, everybody? And this is Kyle. What's up, what's up? Yeah, hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Almost Intelligent Gamers. This is episode three. So it's been a week. What is going on, guys? Going on new? Nothing much. You know, been playing games a lot. Normal stuff. Normal stuff? Normal stuff. Okay, what's going on with you, Kyle? Oh, yeah, pretty much the same stuff. Just uh, playing games, bouncing back and forth between games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what games have you are you guys playing right now? Well... I am currently still on 2K until around November. Okay. Um, yeah, Pokemon Call of Duty are coming out, so I'm looking forward to that stuff. All right. Okay. Um, Kyle, what games have you been playing? What are you? Have you been running something um, to? I've been I've been playing Borderlands Three, just uh grinding a little bit, waiting for the big. The Halloween event to drop before they uh, release their first raid. Oh, okay. And um, and then I've been playing Elsword, just collecting my uh, collecting my dailies in the in the meantime. Okay. What's the Halloween event? So the Halloween event is um, basically it's their so the way that Borderlands or the way that Gearbox is releasing events in Borderlands 3 is they do one seasonal event every three months. Um, this particular one is Halloween, so there's going to be an NPC that comes to your safe house, basically. It's called Sanctuary. There's going to be an NPC that comes to Sanctuary, and riddled throughout the whole world, no matter what level you are, whether you're level 15 or you're level 50, um, there's going to be haunted enemies, and you kill these haunted enemies to get this um, hectoplasm, I think is what it's called. It's called hectoplasm, and then you can use that hectoplasm to buy um, different guns, different customization items from this guy. Uh, you can even buy, like, basically a key to go to the actual Halloween area where there's exclusive legendaries, there's... Or there's a whole nother boss fight and missions, everything. Are you fighting a giant pumpkin? No, 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 no. So, um, uh, spoilers for Borderlands 3, there's a boss named Captain Trant. Mm-hmm. And you, of course, kill him because he's a boss fight. And you're fighting Captain Haunt. Ah. Okay. So it's, it's like a ghost version of him. Oh, okay. Um, so what, um, and you said you were playing Elsword also? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, when it comes to, like, other events when it comes to Borderlands 3, so every three months they release a seasonal event. Well, the immediate month after a seasonal event, they release a raid. So, literally... After the first raid drops, three months later, you're getting another raid. Three months later, you're getting another raid. They call them takedowns. They've already confirmed that they're, that's their version of raid. Um, 
and then a month right after they release a raid, they're dropping their season pass content. That's their paid DLC, like story mode, um, length, like so more story missions. I'm assuming higher level cap. That is one thing they've not confirmed, but it's something they's all they've always done. Um, right now, new Vault Hunters is uh, sadly uh, not going to happen. At least as of right now, they've said they're not going to add new Vault Hunters because in the past, people don't get, go back to make them again after they've already been spending so much time on a max level character. They don't want to go back to level 1 and build another Vault Hunter from the ground up. Ah. Okay. So That sounds interesting. Yeah, so at least they're actually dropping. We'll we'll be able to see what's going on. Basically, I haven't I've been been playing a lot of different games. I guess the only other game I really that I've been playing that's new has basically been Rise of Legions. Played that yesterday with you, Kyle. Actually, we're playing that. Uh, it's a PC game. It's a shooter, or it's like a MOBA. So it's just like a card-based MOBA type thing. So if I yeah. had to give it a mix, it would be just a regular, you know, battle arena with cards involved. So, but then there's like a progression tree. So you get better and yeah, it's pretty tight. It's pretty cool. I can't really give my comment on it on how I feel about the game as a whole yet. Cause I haven't played it enough, but so far yeah. it's been pretty pretty decent mad decent what we could say yeah <laughs> for me okay. for me like a first look opinion on the game would be i really like it i um because typically i'm not a fan of tcgs typically trading card games are always like you know not necessarily pay to win but pay to win because you can just buy a crap ton of booster packs and then you end up with the greatest cards and you know so on and so forth yep this one doesn't have that, thankfully. Um, from looking at their store, I don't think you even had the option to buy booster packs like that. Like, sure, you could buy crystals, which would allow you to buy characters, which would allow you to progress in the ranking system, which there is. There is what they call stone rank, which you're not even bronze. And then there's bronze, silver, gold. And then above gold, they have crystal, which is basically like Master's Division everything else. Um, the way that they do their ranked matchmaking is um, you will not play it. Like, if you have a deck that has a single bronze card in it, because that's how the cards are uh, set up. They're, they're not set up through rarity or anything like that. They're basically set up through um, what rank card it is. So if you have a, a single bronze rank card in your deck, it's only going to put you against people that have bronze cards in their deck. You're not going to go up against anyone that has silvers. You're not going to go up against anyone that has golds. You're not going to go against anyone who has only stone cards in their deck. You're literally only playing against bronzes. And then once you go to silver, it's the exact same thing. And once you go to gold, because there are no crystal cards, once you go to gold, then it's then at that point, it's all elo-based. Mm. Where... You know, you have all of your cards, and then you go and just get good, and then hopefully you get in a crystal division. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, so the game is actually a huge mashup of genres, right? And you just exactly That's like Trav said, it's a MOBA. Yeah. Yeah, it's a MOBA. It's a trading card game. And it is, this genre is honestly new to me. It's called Tug of War. 
So if you're at all familiar with MOBAs, you know that there's one standing rule with MOBAs, three lanes. Three lanes every time. Because this game has the towers. This game has the big crystal at the end you're supposed to destroy. But the one standing rule with all MOBAs when it comes to their competitive game mode is always three lanes. Well, this is set up almost exactly like a trading card game because there's one lane. That's basically your playing field. And you put you put just monster spawners down, and then you can summon monsters to uh, help them out. So if you think about it like Magic the Gathering, or if you think about it like Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, yeah, so you have your field cards, right? And if you set down your monster spawners, you can almost think of them as just your your trap cards. Because you set them down, they're not going anywhere, right? Unless somebody activates them, but ignore the activation part. You then have summon cards that are basically your spell cards. You drop them, boom, done, they're gone, right? But then you can just keep doing it, and you get mana progressively uh, like over time. I haven't played it long enough to tell you the actual number. Um, but, but yeah, another, so another touch on that it's... though, uh, sorry to cut you off, but the touch on that too, when when you do when you are putting your cards out there, you have a whole you have basically they call them colors, so it's like black deck, white deck, green deck, and each of them have their own like. You know, uh, positive and negative. And yeah, strengths and weakness. Yeah. But the best part about it is, is that mid-game, you can switch up strategy and win. So since it's a one lane, you might think, oh, well, the games probably go fast. But you can switch up strategy. You could be at your, you could be at your uh, tower, your your main tower, and you could be losing right there. But if you can, you know, progress to come back, you can switch up your strategy and fully take over win the game from there and go back. So it's kind of yeah. like it's that tug-of-war thing that comes with trading card games is amazing. That's why I kind of – that's why I've, like, learned to like it. So – and it's still – what? It's still in early access, right, or beta right now. So, you know, you can still yeah. play it. It's on Steam. So there's, there's more to come. <laughs> yeah, and it's free to play. So yep. you know commitment to yep. try it out. It has, a, it has a slowly growing player base right now. Um, but if you look at the reviews, um, I was looking, I didn't look extremely hard, but I was looking, I didn't really see any negative reviews. Definitely not on the first page. That's for yeah. damn sure. Yeah, no, nah, um, mostly, it comes up mostly positive reviews according to Steam. So that's pretty good. Yeah, I was trying to think of the last genre that is mashed up in the game. Real-time strategy. RTS. RTS is another genre that's mashed up in the game. So you have, you have MOBA. You have tug of war. You have trading card game. You have RTS. All in the same game. <laughs> all in the same. It's <laughs> it's just a lot, and and they touch and they touch each one pretty well. So I think when it becomes a huge player base and you start to learn the meta and you really get into it, it'll be a good game. So that that's that's pretty good. I think that's where it can really land. And so another game I've been playing has been I've been bringing my Switch to work. So all week I was playing the Super Nintendo, because you know how on Switch they have the online games that they give out every month, each month or whatever? So they brought yeah, back uh -huh. a SNES game that I used to play called Breath of Fire, which is one of my other e RPGs that I used to play, through, and it was a Capcom game, but they cut it off after Game Boy Advance. 
or at least from the last time that I played it. So I've been replaying Breath of Fire. That one's been really good. And along with Capcom saying that they were going to release some of their new IPs, I'm hoping that this is on the list because this was probably one of my best Super Nintendo games that I was always playing. It was basically a dragon version of like, like, I don't know, Link, basically, you know? So you were just always fighting the big monsters. And y'all know that that's my thing. So. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. So Breath of Fire is pretty legit. I don't know if you yeah. got, get on y'all Switch, download the Super Nintendo version of online, and then you'll be able to play that game. It's pretty sick. That sounds interesting. Yeah, Definitely got to like look it up. It's just like a good old RPG. It's just that, you know, it's just the RPG that I used to play. So it was pretty yeah. good. Um, But yeah, so cool. So it looks like we've been, you know, trying some games and grinding our games that, we're, that we know and love. Right? Yeah, I've been, mm-hmm. uh, I've been on my Switch for a while. But yeah. uh, that all ends in November because you know what's coming out. Yeah. Oh yeah. So what? Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of all the games that are ready to come out, what is your guys' like most anticipated games? I'll read you the list of what's coming out, and then you know we'll we'll see you know what peaks your ears out right now because there's a lot of games coming out this season. Um. So mm-hmm. we have Outer Worlds that's coming out in a few days. Um. Outer Worlds is playing on. It's you can be able to get it on all the platforms. So that one's pretty good. Um, I haven't yeah, that uh, one, really that heard of Outer Worlds. What what is that? So, so Outer Worlds. Yeah. Yeah. I right. mean, unless you have a description up. Um. Well, I do, but um. Basically, it's a. I don't know how to really describe it. So go ahead. Go ahead and really put I it. I got you. There. Yeah, All yeah. right. So, Outer Worlds, just to set the groundwork, was created by the exact same team that made Fallout wow. New Vegas. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. You have you have that exact exploration. It's going to feel like a Bethesda game, like immediately. I've looked at some gameplay of it. It even looks almost like a Bethesda game, uh, but with better graphics. Um, just quite frankly, um, the thing about Outer Worlds is instead of you being stuck to one place, um, which would be the Fallout, right, or the Wasteland, um, mm-hmm. there are multiple different planets. And okay. each of these planets are, like, drastically different from one another. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, basically what I gathered from it is it's Fallout in space. It's that's, Fallout, the, that's the best way to it's explain Fallout, it. It's Fallout. It's Borderlands. Fallout like, in space. It's literally Fallout, Borderlands. Like, that's, like, one of the two mixed combinations of it, basically. Like, literally. It's pretty awesome. That sounds amazing. It's pretty awesome. If you loved real, if you loved good Fallout, like if you loved good Fallout. If I remember correctly, though. But. (laughs) New Vegas is the Fallout that I actually beat. Oh, for real? Right. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if I remember correctly, it is a single player game. I remember correctly. Ah, I don't um, think there's multiplayer. Yeah. But, you know. But, yeah. If you're into um, single player games, perfect. If you're not, you know. Yeah. And then, of course, so that's coming out this this uh, coming week, and then along with uh, Modern Warfare. So we already know, we're already you know anticipated mm-hmm. for that. 
That's that's gonna be one mm-hmm. of my games. I can't wait for. Toxic lobbies are returning. Yeah, exactly. So I think mm-hmm. with the way that Call of Duty's coming back, there's just it, it it's it's seeming really normal. Um, a lot of the a lot of the people who originally made Infinity Warder are back. So you know who was started on it. So I think that this game is just gonna bring out some nostalgia, and I think. That's where a lot of these game companies are going to. They're going back. They're bringing back the nostalgia gameplay of it, you know. So yeah, going that, back to the roots. Yeah. So then we have Death Stranding. That's probably a lot of people's most anticipated game right now. So PS4 exclusive. I'll be uh, completely honest with you. I know literally nothing about Death Stranding. Me either. So. Like to really just break it down, like I, I I said earlier, it's it's basically it's probably one of the first um, Kojima games that is you know not Metal Gear franchise. Like no more Metal Gear Solid. They're doing Death Stranding. It's um it's it's gonna be a good RPG that I know that is gonna also be able to have a lot of like elements where you know lot of a lot of elements i honestly when i look at it um seems like just a great rpg but you're still going to be it's going to be super tactical um i think the reason why it just seems it seems like to be getting a lot of hype for a lot of the p4 players is mainly just because it's not it's just not metal gear but it has the same play style of what metal gear solid used to be when you were playing it as a kid you know so okay. I think that's but the reason, so, reason why. I was going to ask, what genre is it? Is it still taking place in, like, you know, pseudo-modern day, in quotes? Oh, yeah. So it's, like, it's uh, it's basically going to be a lot of different events. And so it's actually going to be – it's actually going to be pretty much everywhere. So they're, they're supposed to be uh, taking place where you'll have a lot of NPCs in the world of – you know, different countries. So it is real world. It is like where it's supposed to be at now. So I guess you can say it is modern world, modern day now. But it's pretty good. So is is it is it more like so okay, when I hear that I immediately think of like Hitman where it's almost episodic. Is it episodic or no? No, no no no. So it's just a it's if they just they're just dropping events almost like like an MMO. Yeah, exactly. So Okay. That's that's the one of the cool things about it. So I think it's gonna be pretty tight. And uh, one of the directors of the game, or is like the character base also, is uh, Guillermo del Toro. So I don't know if you guys know who that is, but nice. he, yeah, <laughs> so he makes a lot of different. Yeah, so that's gonna be pretty beast. Um, you know, um, when they were doing the whole release for this game, and all the uh, the PR for it and stuff. It really reminded me of that movie Cloverfield. I don't know if you guys seen that. Yes, I did. But Cloverfield the, was the way they the way they released the information so slowly, and even now we really don't know much about the story of the game. Yeah, but when you watch the and trailer, it, it reminds me of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like it's it's good that we don't know the story about the game. Like I'm I'm almost tired of game companies being like, oh, here's seventy five percent of our story arc before mm-hmm. the game even comes out. Mm hmm. Let us tell you everything yeah. that takes place. I mean, okay, I get it. You're excited to tell us about your game, but tell us about the mechanics of your game, even if it's an RPG. Like, you know, tell us when it takes place, and that's it. Leave the rest of it up to interpretation, mm-hmm. or just leave it mystery. And you know, 
let us yeah. figure it out when we get the game. Yeah, but it's it being good like, that it, it does this is have the a lot entire plot. So that's good. It shows that, but it doesn't give up too much. The only thing that I think you can really know, though, is this: the fact that it has Norman Reedus in, in it, because you know, mm -hmm. so you know, Walking yeah. Dead. So. Oh, yeah. Okay, I saw a trailer with where where it was a um, digital or not digital, the fucking yeah, the so, sprite of Norman Reedus, and I was like, oh, okay, so. I yeah. didn't actually look to see yeah. what it was, but yeah, okay. And there's like that's babies that's and pods and stuff. Yeah, and there's a whole lot of... <laughs> right. So basically, there's like hella different... Like, there's basically hella different like cities and all this other stuff, and you're basically trying to bring back the whole new world. So, I mean, like I said, they give up a lot, but not not enough for you to sit there and, and really, you know, play it. But we'll find out. They give you enough to theorycraft. Yeah, exactly. So we'll, yeah. we'll definitely find out. And then let me just go through the list here. Um, then there's Need for Speed Heat that's coming out. We of course Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, then we have a Star yes. War Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So that one's gonna be coming out on the fifteenth. Um, so that one's gonna be pretty amazing. Um, and that Star Wars already already is gonna be pretty sick. And then we have a yeah. X, Xbox and PC that's basically coming from XCOM. It's called uh, Phoenix Phoenix Point. So that one's going to be pretty sick. It's finally good that, you know, uh, they have basically a 2K game that's going to be on Xbox PC. So they kind of need an exclusive because <laughs> they, they don't have <laughs> anything. Um, right. But that that's pretty much that's pretty much what's uh, what's coming up in this coming season. Everything else is, you know, all the twenty twenties and stuff like that. But what games are you guys mainly looking forward to right now? Um, I'm really looking forward to that Star Wars game. Okay. I don't know if you guys ever played like the Knights of the Old Republic games. But I used to Knights just the Old love Republic, those no, games. But Force Unleashed, yes. Force Unleashed. Oh yeah. yes. Force Unleashed was amazing. But yeah. uh, Knights of the Old Republic, more RPG with it. It's more about, okay. you know, your uh, decisions that you make that shape, you know, the game and stuff like that. Yeah. So hopefully this game is like a little bit of both. Because if it is, sure. Man. See, now, I'm torn. I'm so torn about this game because it's developed by Respawn Entertainment. Okay. Even if it's not the entire team that made and that made modern warfare 3 because if you don't know respawn entertainment is infinity ward infinity mm -hmm. ward pre ghosts is respawn entertainment they all just left basically they were tired of making call of duty games and they wanted some creative freedom ea allowed them to have that activision picked up the, the people that completely just demolished infinity ward's good name um mm -hmm. <clears throat> And now we're with Respawn Entertainment. Hmm. Respawn Entertainment, they made Titanfall, they made Titanfall 2. Both of them, well, I don't remember if Titanfall 1 had yeah. a campaign. Titanfall yeah. 2 had a campaign. Titanfall 2 had a campaign, did? so did Titanfall 1. They had yeah. a campaign 2. It was just all co-op campaign. So, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So Titan Titanfall 1 had a pseudo, like, half a campaign, really. Yeah. It was like, it, yeah. It was half. It was kind of cool because it's like if you lost, then you actually failed that mission in the campaign, and but you continued onward, right? Yeah. It, they treated Titanfall one treated their campaign like a war. It was an interesting idea. I'm glad they didn't do it in Titanfall two. 
in Titanfall 2, if you've never played it, it actually had a great storyline. Like, really good. Actually, both of them um, still had a great storyline. I gotta cut you off on that one, because they both still had a great storyline, story both, both the Titanfalls. Like, remember, the original Infinity Ward prided themselves on how good their storylines was. Which is why... Oh, yeah, no, see, when every... they could make people miss Ghost, and when they could make people miss Soap. Yeah, exactly. Then, you know, at that point, they're literally the only Call of Duty development company that's done that. Yeah, even, like, Sledgehammer, how they're trying to, like, you know, take over with the whole storyline thing. Their storylines aren't Infinity Ward storylines. Mm-hmm. But... And, you know... Yeah, so I haven't beaten Typho 1. I played one match of the like co-op story mode thing and then I was like, okay, I don't feel like I don't feel like bothering with this. So is that the um, reason what what makes you nervous about Star Wars? Um no. So because Respawn is very good at making storylines, right? Well, Titanfall 2 happened. Mm-hmm. Amazing storyline. Half the development team got fired. And replaced. Yep. Hmm. I don't know what half of the development team got replaced. I don't know if it's the half that works on storylines. I don't know if it's the half that works on multiplayer. I hope it's not the half that works on storylines because their storyline was amazing, like I said. Well, remember, but, when they got fired, most of them started working on Modern Warfare, the one coming out this year. Exactly. So, so okay, so if that's the case, if that's the case... I'm assuming they fired the half that worked on the multiplayer because Titanfall 2 did not really have a replay of multiplayer replayable multiplayer for me. Like yeah. it literally felt like Call of Duty with robots and yes. less guns. Yes. L- really less guns. It was like t- 12 guns as a whole and then they released yeah. 15. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that that was Titanfall's shortcomings. It honestly kind of makes sense EA fired them, but if they kept the people that worked on storylines from Infinity Ward and from Respawn, people Order. that made Titanfall 2's campaign, then Jedi Fallen Order will be amazing. I'm going to say that right now. The only thing I'm worried about is EA EAing the game. If you don't know, EA is prestigious for fucking microtransactions just being well, real throughout a game for pointless things that should exist in the game already, and it's just like... Well, a positive is is the, they actually announced that there's not going to be any microtransactions. So I know that obviously they can kick back and they can go Knowing into it. Knowing EA, that means yet. Because if you look at you, Battlefront, you're right. you're people right. were about to boycott Battlefront 2, and they were they like, okay, up. fine, no microtransactions. Seven months later, microtransactions are back in But the that's game. because people were complaining too, remember? So it's just like, it's just the community is just a damned if you do, but, damned if you but don't. But the community wasn't complaining about not being able to buy things. The community was complaining about... Um, your character the grindiness. Be so they're, okay. Of yeah. No, no, no. Because there were pay to win elements. There are pay to win elements in Battlefront. They they flat out put those right back in. Literally, what people are complaining about now with Battlefront 2, if people are even still playing it, is the pay to win aspect. When yeah. before, because they were completely open about their pay to win, people were like, uh, yeah, no, we're going to boycott your game. And they're like, okay, fine, no microtransactions. And that lasted for like seven months. People got tired of the grind. It's a multiplayer game. People are going to complain about balancing issues. They're going to complain about everything. Lord Sidious literally got removed from the game. Mm-hmm. Because he was too strong and they couldn't balance him. Yeah. So I think the the I I think that with Fallen Order coming out, I don't know. I don't know if EA is going to come back on that because 
a lot of the game companies are getting a lot of flack. A lot of the game companies are getting a lot of flack lately. So, you know, Activision, Blizzard, EA. So a lot of these developers are also taking, trying to take charge of their games. A lot of these developers, because they're getting paid enough money to be able to just, you know, try to produce their own game. So I feel that, it, especially with digital, so it's almost like an independent thing. So I think the mm-hmm. EA is not going to want to mess over what what Respawn put in to Fallen Order. Um, I don't know, but from the looks of it, it I mean, they're going to do gonna it like, like they did Anthem. Or Anthem, like at least for now, I haven't touched it in a long time, so I can't speak for how it is immediately right now. But how it was when I was playing it, which was pretty close to I don't think nobody has touched release. it in a long time. It's sad. Yeah. It really is sad. I, I almost just want that game to get squashed so that Bioware can go back to doing what they're good at. Yeah. <laughs> like, at this point, like, there are too many good shooter looters out now. Like, Anthem was an amazing idea. It looks amazing. Like, literally, it's almost like they should just take out the MMO aspect of it. They should take out the RNG aspect of it and literally just turn it into an RPG at this point. Like, turn it, turn it into almost... Borderlands, where Borderlands is literally like, here's your storyline, here's your boss fights, play with friends. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I mean, new since you've had you've had a lot of experience playing all of the Star Wars games. I mean, I think since we were kids, you've been you've what all the Old Republics, the ones that came out on PC, all of the Force Unleashed. Um, yeah, so, I, I played mean, everything. Yeah, you've played all the Star Wars games. So what is it yep. that? What is it that you hope is or is not going to be in this game because of because you have all the experience with all the Star Wars series games? Well, I hope that they take the best parts of Knights of the Old Republic and The Force Unleashed and put it into this game. Um, Knights of the Old Republic was an amazing game because of the story aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, was it was an RPG, so that that just made that game so fun because you you literally get like a blank blank Jedi, and the way that you act towards people decides if you're light or dark and stuff like that. You get different powers depending on which side you go, and then uh, people Still react true. to you differently because yeah. They uh, the people react to you differently because it actually changes the way you used to look in the game. If you went to the dark side, your skin used to like get pale. You used to look like a like a monster almost, oh, and uh, that just made that way more fun. Plus, the story was yeah. great. Now, um, Force Unleashed was less of a story, just more of an action, crazy superpowers that you're using type of game. Yeah, and that's I was gonna where say, I think that's one thing Republic we can agree on. I was gonna yeah. say I think that's one Knights. thing we can agree on is that Force Unleashed had amazing combat. Yeah, like yeah. the only reason anyone's going back to Force crazy. Unleashed is for the combat. Well, mm-hmm. so to touch on that, I think what with a lot of the a lot of the people that have played and reviewed this game so far, so all of them have said since they know that it's obviously not a pay to win type thing um whenever they basically are they're basically focusing on exploration of this game so you know you're gonna be able to explore 
and you're going to be even able to go into parts of the world that you shouldn't be able to. So like you might walk hmm. into a high level a high level area that you you're not ready for. So it's almost like that destiny-ish type thing where you can go into an area that you're not allowed to or you shouldn't, you're going to get yeah. scraped. And then on top of that is that there's going to be areas that are locked that you have to earn like you may have to get a force push to be able to get into that area. So you have to learn and so you're going to be able to learn uh, a lot of the the skills of the force or you can also put that in not just in the force you can put that into your actual lightsabers lightsaber skill so the skill oh, okay. trees the skill trees are going to be looking pretty awesome for this game okay. so basically that was, that was one of the things going. i'm always worried about when it comes to rpgs is their their skill trees and their skill progression and everything else because i personally like the in-depth ones yeah. 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 You want your character to be unique. Yeah. Yeah. So another we'll thing see. I forgot to mention was mm -hmm. um on Knights of the Old Republic, the way that you would uh move on that game and the whole combat system, it was it was like eerily similar to um a turn based type of game. Okay. I hope that it's more geared towards force unleashed where you can you can just free move crazily how you want because knights of the old republic there wasn't none of that jumping in the air doing flips and all that oh, type nah. of stuff there's wall running just like respawn would always do oh there's wall gosh. there's wall running there's force or they call it force running i guess um there's so they're they're still they're keeping it with the force unleashed that's why i was excited about this game but yeah we'll see how much of the Knights of the Old Republic is going to, you know, be in mm -hmm. here. So we'll see. Sounds like a good game coming. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just really like hearing that they can uh, channel their chakra, I mean, their force into their feet and run on this, walls. This fool said chakra. <laughs> wrong, wrong game. <laughs> so what, um, what game are you looking most forward to, Kyle? Um... Cyberpunk 2077. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so no recent games. You're just waiting for 2020? Oh, yeah. No, at this point, for recent games, it's season pass content. It's just I want events to drop, you know. Um, I'm probably going to eventually end up buying the expansion for Destiny 2 because I hear that they've fixed a lot about their game once they separated from Activision. Um. But yeah, no, Cyber Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven because um I like I'ma dip into some nerd shit real quick. I play D and I love playing D and D fucking um there's there's so much just like diversity when it comes to character building. Like mm -hmm. nerd? it's it's insane. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 is something very similar to that in terms of their character building. Now, of course, you have you have your one character, right? It's a CD Projekt Red game. They want to make sure that it is, as far as they're concerned, AAA quality. Because if you look at The Witcher 3, if you look at any of The Witcher games, they are almost a step above any other RPG that came out at the same time they did, right? Now, if you look at Witcher 1 and you compare it to a modern RPG, sure, okay, it's going to be worse. If you look at Witcher 2 compared to a modern RPG, sure, it might be on par. But if you look at Witcher 3 and you look at the amount of stuff that they put in that game and you just look at 
all of the elements that come together in that game and you put it up to any other RPG that has come out in at the same time it did or even a couple years after it did. Still can't compare. Um, or even some RPGs that came out now, it they cannot still, compare. Still I mean, compare. that's just that's that's CD Projekt Red's standard. And so, of course, they're going to give us one character. They want the game to be completely voice acted. They want to be able to make us actually feel something for this character. They want us to like, feel something about this character, about, you know, they want to build the immersion. They want to build the mm -hmm. world, everything. You know, um, I really like that it's cyberpunk because, um, to me personally, it's actually a kind of a new genre, but um, I know enough about it. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's another one of those, like, alternate, almost dystopian futures, almost like steampunk where um you know steampunk they never got out of the um industrial age almost where everything steam engines and coal and this and that right cyberpunk is we advanced way faster so you know hover cars biotic advancements all kinds of stuff um and yeah so cyberpunk is it's a cd project red game like i said yeah. cd project red their storylines are just prestigious they're they're amazing like when the witcher 3 came out you can look at it it got it got game of the year oh I mean, um witcher 3 it got like something yeah. like it got 75 awards yeah so before it dropped <laughs> i mean when i had when i first got when i first got the, my pc i was just like all right well i need I, I was like i was like i need three beautiful looking games and everyone was like abzu the Witcher Three, and then Crisis. every oh. <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah, my my PC could never run Crisis ever, even if you tried. <laughs> but nah, so uh, one, Witcher Three was one of the top games to get as as far as gameplay and graphics and everything else. So pretty tight. Well, that's cool. You know, as long as we we have that going, uh, so you got something to look forward to coming to twenty. Oh yeah. I'm looking forward to the return of Scalebound. It hasn't been announced, but I want it to happen so bad. It won't. We just got to give that up. I mean... I want it to be a Project Scarlet release title. Literally, got... they came out. The one reason that it got canceled was it was too big for the console. That was before the Xbox One X. Yeah. Before the Xbox One S. <laughs> yeah, Scarlet but... release title. That's all I want. Yeah, Bring Scalebound back. If Scalebound, if Scalebound comes out, I'll... I'll shit. Who knows? Because... That is literally my dream game. That like y'all don't understand. When I got canceled out, I was sad. Like I was legit. That was sad. the whole reason we buy Xbox at the time. I'm pretty sure it was because I was like, oh yeah, because they announced it with the Xbox One, and I was like, all right, cool, mm -hmm. Scalebound. Yeah. I had it's I, got dragons, I, got dubstep. I'm still the swords. only one that still has that on my pen. I'm still have it pinned to my pens. I just can't let I'm, it go. I have a pinned. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, you do? See, I still I have want that game to make a return so bad. Yeah, but it it won't. Let's just give up and, and, <sighs> and stop crying about it. Cause we'll What's Platinum doing that. nowadays? Whatever yeah. they're doing, they should quit and work mm -hmm. on Scalebound. Yeah, they probably should. Um. So, in lieu of all the, that, uh, the games that are coming out, Riot has had their 10-year anniversary of their one game that they've been working on and making millions and millions and probably billions with a B. Um, 
10 year anniversary of League of Legends. So in lieu of that announcement, they pretty much decided to celebrate their 10 years with putting out uh, eight things that Riot Games is working on right now. Um, so they have Project L that they announced, which is their League of Legends fighter fighting game, which I think is pretty amazing. Um, Wait, it's a League of Legends fighter? Yeah, it's a League of Legends fighter. So I didn't that's know that. Project, that's actually yeah. kind of badass. So that's that's Project L. Um, and then they have uh, Project A, which is supposed to be their version of a tactical FPS. So that's Project A. Um, they're making an animated series based around League of Legends. So... <laughs> so uh, they're the just going all out with League oh, of Legends. Oh, you they did. are going all out. I mean, this is one company. Yeah. This is why I'm so excited about speaking on this because they've spent ten years making one game correct. Ten years, one game mm -hmm. correct, and they've perfected it to where they have a extremely professional league. Uh, precedent of always having some of the Largest communities worldwide. I wouldn't say the best because League of Legends is toxic as hell. But the fact it's is, like that jumping into a bog. Yeah, like skinny dipping in a bog, playing but, a single game. Uh huh. But ten years, and then now they announced all these the animated series, a fighter, a tactical FPS. They have a card game that they're making. Yes, they have a TCG that they're coming out with. Um, and then they have. They're bringing League of Legends to the phone, mobile. They're bringing um, team fighters. I don't know if you guys you guys know what Auto Chess is, the game Auto Chess. Yeah, no. So yeah, Auto Chess. It's like in short, I don't want to go into it, but in short, it's basically um, yeah, you get some characters, and those characters are beating each other up on a chessboard, and it depends on who wins. So. Um, I play a little bit of it. It's it's cool. I play auto chess. I don't really play the other ones, but they have team tactical fighters. That one is gonna be on mobile too. So they just got a lot going on, and I think Project A is probably one of the best parts about Riot right now because yeah, they're having a fighter. Cool. It's based off League of Legends, even cooler. But the fact that they are gonna be competing with CS:GO, Overwatch, like. The, the FPS scene has been overran on PC. There's no there's no other games that are just like undeniably, you know, overwhelmed with when it comes to FPS. It's just been CS:GO running the game. So now that and and then if not Overwatch. So finally there's going to be something that's going to be able to be a little bit different. It's going to be something that's going to come from a prestigious game company like Riot. See, like, this is this is the one thing that's kind of weird for me about Project A, is it's like, okay, you're releasing a tactical hero shooter, right? So immediately you're going to be competing with the number one tactical shooter in the world, CSGO, like you said. Immediately you're going to be competing with the number one hero shooter in the world, Overwatch, like you said. Except for you're competing with both of them at the same time now because you put a game that exists in both of their genres. Uh-huh. 
And it's like, sure, okay, it's Riot, of course, but people who play CSGO play CSGO for a reason. And people who play Overwatch play Overwatch for a reason. You know? And... If people were playing Overwatch and all of a sudden a Winston got one-tapped by a Tracer cross-map because Tracer happened to get a headshot, people would be flipping the fuck out. Same thing with CSGO. CSGO, all of a sudden, dude opt somebody and then pulled out nine kunai jumped tw double jumped up in the air and then lit up his entire team as well because the kunai hit harder than the op does people uh, would be like oh oh okay so they're playing like that now yeah but that actually brings more tactic to the game and i think one thing we can all agree on is a game can only a game can only be so fun for so long sooner or later it's gonna die every game Think of the top games you've ever heard of, and it dies at one point. It has to be revived or something still new. Growing. I don't think it's still Legends growing. Is still growing. I don't think it's TF2 still growing. TF2 never died. Their fan base moved to Overwatch. Yeah, yeah but, but, <laughs> but see, but that goes to show that you always need a new IP. You need something new. So think about all the people that have been playing um, CSGO. Think about the way Rainbow Six has changed their game and how they switched it up. So I think you just need something new. But see, like you, like you said about Riot and, and League of Legends, how they created perfection and they've been more working on it, right? Yeah. For 10 years and they've been keeping it perfect. CSGO did the same thing. Like literally, they still regularly release patches and the meta changes regularly oh, yeah, 100%. and everything. It's not, it's not like they gave up on their game. Every month. Right? They are the, they are the League of Legends of FPSs. Yes. So you know, do you not the Counter think they Strike take down? still has a growing fan base. No. Are you kidding me? People have been trying to take down League of Legends for a while now. People play CS:GO because it is the most realistic arcade shooter there is, right? And the reason I call it an arcade shooter is because pretty much everything's done from the hip, right? There's no ADS. Like you only you only aim down sights for using sniper rifle, and other than that, it's all done from the hip. That's that's literally the only reason I call it an arcade shooter. That and there's there's health. So, um, so people people go to CS:GO because it is the competitive FPS, right? Of course, there's other ones. There's Call of Duty. There's Halo, right? I don't even know if Halo's still even in the competitive scene. They made a comeback for like a year. It is. Um. Barely, but it is. Yeah. This yeah, next, see, this so... next one, this next one that's gonna be coming in with the new Xbox 2020. Everyone's saying that that's gonna be the comeback for Halo. Okay. So. Well, people were saying that about Halo 5 as well, so I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So CS, yeah. I, I honestly do believe that CS:GO can exist the same way that League of Legends has, because League of Legends hasn't done anything to update their graphics since they first came out, and that'd be the one thing that would make CSGO seem dated, is their graphics. Their mechanics are so tight and so crisp that there's there's nothing you really need to do at that point for CSGO other than update the graphics. And if they're not going to update the graphics, then, then fuck it. It's CSGO. They're going to continually re release skins. They're going to release loot boxes, all kinds of stuff. They're, they're keeping that game alive forever. And the reason why I think they're going to keep that game alive forever actually mm -hmm. ties directly to League of Legends. If you look at League of Legends, right, they are the biggest MOBA in the world, and they're still growing. You look okay. at Dota 2, 
You look at Smite. You look at any other MOBA that exists in the same realm as League of Legends. People are only playing those games for two reasons. One of two reasons. One, like Dota 2, there's a competitive scene that is less saturated. Minorly less saturated, but there's a competitive scene that is less saturated for Dota 2 than, than League of Legends, right? Okay, perfect. Um, the other reason, right, Smite is the same way. There's a competitive scene that is less saturated for Smite than there is for League of Legends, right? Of course, there's less money involved, but it's less saturated. It's easier to get your foot in the door. Now, the other reason that they're playing either one of those two games or any other MOBA is um, it was probably their first one. Yeah. Right, like if you look at Dota two and you look at League of Legends, it's almost the exact same game with different heroes and different development teams. Right, people are playing Dota two because they found Dota two, they found their hero, you know, so on and so forth. That was their MOBA. You're playing League of Legends because that's their MOBA, or people are playing League of Legends because they used to play Dota two and they're like, you know what, I feel like playing League of Legends. They used to play Smite and they're like, you know, what? I feel like playing League of Legends, Smite, and every other MOBA. The reason why people stick with those games is because it was their first. Now Smite to be fair, is unique from League of Legends simply because you actually control your character via WASDA or an analog stick or yeah. anything like that. It is it is more skill shots than League of Legends is. The, the, the combat itself is skill shots as opposed to it literally being like, well, they stepped inside your radius, now you're just going to start auto-attacking them. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, but I think when, when we're talking about like that whole thing, I believe that there just has to be a new IP for each game. There, there just has to be. Because, like, even then, like, people, a lot of people have told me that they felt that, like, a lot of people have told me who do play CSGO and stuff like that, they're like, they think, oh, man, that game came out in the 90s. Nah, it came out in, like, 2011. Like, of course, mm -hmm. the original Counter-Strike came out in, like, the late 90s. But CSGO, what is competitively played, what is the most popular game, didn't come out till mm -hmm. you know, not too long ago, so I mean that's I mean they've been just been doing it right. So I think Riot making these announcements, coming out with some games that can actually compete with these others, and I believe if they can put the same train of effect that they've put into LOL, I think it can work, or at least I believe they can work. So yeah, so hmm, you know. like it. Project A is, I think, the only game I actually think will not take off. But do you think their fighter is going to work? Yeah. If their <laughs> fighter has good mechanics, of course it's going to work. I, don't, I, feel like, I feel like they have a better chance of having their... I don't think their mechanics are going to mm -hmm. be good. I don't know why. Well, okay, yeah. So a fighter is so if, hard. If, the, if a fighter is not mechanically sound, then of course it's going to fail. Yeah, right? a fighter is but too we're, hard But we're to speaking try. hypothetically... We're speaking yeah. hypothetically. Let's say that hypothetically, their mechanics are solid. Let's say that, that it's basically just League of Legends Street Fighter. Absolutely, people are gonna play that. Absolutely, people are gonna play that. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, what game? What? 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 What's the last fighter game both of you guys have played? Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Okay. <laughs> um, I was gonna say Marvel vs. Capcom also. Okay. So the that's last... the only fighter game I actually enjoy. Yeah. Last time if I can't I... play Dante and Virgil, then I don't I don't know why I'm playing the game. Yeah, last time <laughs> I played a fighter game, it was um Mortal Kombat and it was or number uh ten? Was it ten or are they on twelve right now? 
Because I haven't played the newest one. I think one. they're on 11. 11? Right okay, so I, the last one yeah. I played was She 10. played X. Yeah, I played yeah, X. Everyone was calling it X. Cause yeah. So that was the last time I played that one. So, I mean, I I don't know. I think when it comes to fighters, it's just it's just too too sticky to do that. But you can have a ter- you can have a terrible shooter, but if you have a large enough player base, you'll just get a bunch of people complaining the whole time. So we'll see, we'll see. They got they yeah. got a lot to. But the problem is getting the about. large player base. Yeah. Well, luckily they do have a whole. Because like of, that's another thing you have to think about with League of Legends, runners. right? Yeah. Uh, so that's another thing you have to think about with League of Legends, right? Is League of Legends does not in any way, shape, or form. I don't care. You can fucking you can fight me on this. Anyone listening? It does not take as much hand-eye coordination as an FPS at all, whatsoever. Like oh, no hand-eye coordination, not. not at all. It's all clicking, and you're pressing like what four or five buttons. No. If anything, you just have to have you just have to be able to think. You just have to think. You just have to have a, a mind that can be able oh, to yeah, think it, a few yeah. steps ahead. You know, if, as long as you can think yeah, a lot of steps ahead, you'll be able game. to win. Yeah, true, but, yeah, but that's with FPS, like, you'll like That's why that League of Legends is so big, is because the control scheme is so simple. Like, anybody can play the game. You can teach, like, a 75-year-old lady to play the game, even if she's never touched a computer in her life. You're just like, okay, your hand goes here, and... And then you go here, and you literally just point the cursor, and you click with your left finger, and tell your character where to go. And like literally, you could tell any, you could teach anybody how to play that game. Yeah. Where you know, yeah. try to describe an FPS to somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, it's true. Um, other things that have been going on. Um, our guys over at uh, Gears of War. I don't know. Have you guys heard anything about their whole thing about uh, the one plus year, two year ban? Oh yeah, no. I think they're doing it right. I think they're doing it right. The gears exist in a highly competitive environment. It is one of the most competitive shooters out there, right? Okay, of course. See it like not not biggest competitive scene. Like that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, one yeah. of the most competitive the... shooters, though. Yeah. Right. Like when it comes to a competitive shooter, they 100% got it right. And there's nothing that will literally tear your community apart faster than people who quit early, right? So, like, of course, the person that quits will immediately be hated by everybody in the game, right? Yeah. The person, the people that stay will immediately become friends because they hate that person. Ah, So it's a (laughs) trade-off. But, okay, so look, here's how you keep your community small. This is what I'm – this is it. Like, the coalition – has always been the one to respond to their community, which is why Gears always does their best. Um, you know, the Coalition have always, you know, the makers of Gears, they have always yeah. done their best. But a two-year-long ban, I don't care if I rage quit 15 times in a day. If I'm playing your game, I'm playing a game. If I paid $60, you're not banning me. And if you are banning me, I want my freaking money back. Because That's I'm not, not modding. Nah, because I'm not modding. End, end user getting... license agreement. Literally, if you break their rules, right? Like, it, like if, nah, if anyone actually all takes that. time to read an nah, end user license it, agreement, I get it. there I are get rules it. that exist that, that exist outside of cheating. I get right? it. I get and it. And they reserve but, the right to revoke the entire game key from you. Yeah, so if you are mad because I'm playing your game and if I quit, I get it. Like I said, I get it. But... Do does anyone do you really want me to not buy your next game because you're gonna give me 
a two-year ban. And even then, what happens if I have terrible connection? What if I'm playing from Mexico? What if I'm playing in a place that has a terrible connection, but I love this game? I don't know. So, I just... Well, with mechanics like that, I would be surprised that they didn't have a join back option. Because that was never mentioned, whether or not they actually had a they don't. rejoin the game option. They don't. Once they you don't? quit, you quit. Once you quit, it's done. So when you when you okay. get once you get kicked out of the game or whatever, and of course, yes, they're trying. They try to respond and say that, like there was a player that basically said, "Oh wow, a 645 day uh, ban, amazing, right?" And yeah. so they res- the coalition responded and said, "You quit 18 of 21 matches in a single day." So yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I get it. But again, I'm not sure if I can really accept that when I pay $60 for a game and now you tell me that I can't I can't play match ranking. What's the point of buying a game at that point? Uh, okay, let me put it you like this, right? You pay $60 for a competitive game. The only reason you're buying a competitive game is because you want to win. Yeah. Right? Well, okay. Yeah. Perfect. Now, you're not winning if you're rage quitting. No one pays sixty dollars to rage quit out of a game, at all, right? They're I, I literally the punishing Call people. Of Duty? They're. <laughs> <laughs> have you, have you forgot? You forgot about Call of Duty. People will pay. I mean, hell, you can play any competitive game. People quit mid game. No, I mean, okay. I play two K. No, no, people I'm... people will quit mid game, right? Because they're upset that they're not going to win, right? Yes. Gears, and this is what I'm talking. Okay, this this is what I wanted to talk about, right? Gears is doing it right in this particular sense. And as far as they're concerned, rage quitting is unforgivable, right? There is no excuse to rage quit. That's what they're saying. Now, I always I always do this to people. Whenever they say that there is literally no excuses, there's no reason at all, right? I immediately jump to an extreme, right? The, the, mm-hmm. the absolute most extreme case. To be like, okay, even in this case, right? To see if they're immediately going to start backpedaling. When it comes to them, they're like, okay, you want to rage quit? We're going to do the most extreme thing we could do. You can't play competitive for two years. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't, which you they can't did, them. which they did, and then w- because it was unannounced and they weren't warned about it, right, they revoked They revoked the ban on those people. But they were one game away from getting it again. They're like, if you rage quit one more time, you get the entire ban back. Yes. And so at that point, don't rage quit. Walk away from the fucking game. If you're if you're that pissed off, where you're just like, I need to quit out of this game, set your controller down and walk away. Yeah, but even then, if you yeah. sit still, they're still kicking you out for being idle for more than a minute. Literally, like I'm I'm like I'm convinced that the co like keep I'm a convinced hair tie, that the coalition keep a hair tie next to your controller and and uh, <laughs> the the, co- the coalition does not want people to play their together. game. After seeing this, I was actually enraged. Nah. Because the coalition doesn't want people to play their game, which is why the Gears competitive scene has died, and why there's no people that want to keep playing this game. Like, there's a small, such a small community in Gears, and this is just a reason why. I play, I play 2K. I play, I play NBA 2K. I played Call of Duty, and hell, I mean, even then, there, I can see you give me a time ban. Like League of Legends, I can see you give me a time ban, like Smite or like all the MOBAs and stuff like that. Cool, give me a time ban. Tell me that I gotta wait 30 minutes. Cool, I use that 30 minutes to cool off because I quit mid game or I quit mid queue. I get that, but it's not it's not quitting it's not quitting one time. Like okay, Trav, 
How much do you rage quit? I'm a different gamer, so I'll play until I lose because I want the experience. Oh, exactly. Okay, but, but see, that's what I'm saying, though, right? But when Is I was younger, when, okay, when I was younger, I would quit out 10, 15 times a day on Modern Warfare. Yeah, 2. when you were younger. Okay, <laughs> let me put it to you like this, right? Overwatch first came out, season one. I was number 45 in the world. In one day, because literally eight matches in a row, half my fucking team left because the game got difficult. I went down to fucking number 1,400 in the world. Okay. Okay? Right. Every single one of those people deserved a two-year fucking ban, and they never deserved to come back to that fucking game because you're jumping into a ranked playlist. You're jumping into a ranked playlist where wins matter. It's so Like, literally, yeah. you fuck over everybody in the entire game if you decide to be like, yeah, no, fuck it. I'm just going to lose this one. Yeah, but they're kicking right? it's people a competitive out of not game. A, they're kicking people out of their – you could be playing normal, not even ranked. Because their because their game is a competitive game. Casual is competitive. Whether you're playing ranked or not, it's a competitive game. Whether yeah. your wins truly matter like that or not, it's a competitive game. The person that got the ban quit out of eighteen quit eighteen of twenty one games that day. But they and they also kicked out other people. Loss. They also kicked out a lot so, of other people or banned a lot of other people. So okay, I mean, so me personally, saying, I never have. I don't really rage quit or, or anything like that. I will wait till the game is over. Just because you never know, you could always come back and exactly. win or whatever. But like that's what they're trying to force is because it's a competitive game. Now that it's been publicized that if you quit too much, you're getting a two-year ban. Now people are going to be forced to stay there and be like, "Fuck it, I'm going for the comeback." Right? You're going to have harder-fought games. Yeah. Now, I right? Mean, they're they're making their game more competitive you, already because now people can't quit. I mean, new. Now you can't you, run away from the fight. Have you ever rage quit, new? Like when you? I mean, I know you. You play a lot of games, so have you ever rage quit, or do you rage quit often on a certain game? No, I I stick around to the end, even if I'm exactly. pissed off. See, exactly. That's just my, how I play. But my, you know, two years, two years is a long fucking time. Eighteen out of twenty-one who, games is a lot of fucking games. But yeah, that's one day. But that's one games, day. Two that's, years. That's one day compared that's to me crazy. playing the game and playing then, your game. Then you gotta think of it this way. How do you even know the game's gonna be around in two years? And you done kick this man off the game and now two yeah. years later, y'all niggas done just you know your game ain't yeah, even. Two out years anymore. later they got another game. <laughs> yeah, but, like, like, what's but the see point? that's what I'm saying. But no, but what do you but what do you mean what's the point? The point is is you're you're literally removing toxic people from your community. Like if if someone continuously rage quits all day long, right? And they uh -huh. put they continue mm -hmm. to queue up. Let's say that you queue up, right? You're playing a game, person rage quits. You queue back up, the same person's on your team again. They're going to rage quit even Forget sooner that. now Give just because time no, time they're going to quit even sooner. Okay, yeah, okay, what, 45 minutes? They're going to come back in 45 minutes and do it again. That's cool. I'm with that because no, they no, either cool down. Cool. They it's either a, cool it's down. It's a competitive game. Or they, do, or they don't get uh, to play. But two so years? No. I was just completely thinking of the effect that these range quitters have on the rest of the people who play. Yeah. yeah like these I don't know, rage two quitters years. affect everyone else's experience, right? But that's far so, too in yeah, between. Yeah, literally, they should not be allowed to play your game anymore. They shouldn't. That's crazy. They, it's a, get the fuck out of the multiplayer lobbies. If you're not going to play to win in a competitive game, get the fuck out of the multiplayer lobbies. Go play Call of Duty. Yeah, but, like, but, it's but, that simple. Go fucking play Call, Call of Duty. Duty's competitive like, too, though. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it is not. Play a fucking casual you know, game, a you team deathmatch. That game is not competitive. What I think would probably fix this issue is if they 
if they stopped if you stop thinking of the game as it's it's just a competitive game and they separated the competitive you know lobbies from the casuals the only, absolutely you know somebody quitting can really mess you up like the only problem but is is though that a lot of the play when it comes to gears a lot of the actual people who play multiplayer whether they're playing in the ranked mode or not people since they have such a small community it really is competitive like they yeah, literally have a yeah i mean hearts. yeah that's what i mean but still if they were to separate some you know the casual people like i would be oh like oh like actual playlist. yeah like an actual play I mean, like okay yeah, actual that's fair, right mode. i get that like the worst yeah, band so like, you should get in casual is like three months or a time ban. Yeah, I think something like bans. that. Something yeah, that like should that. be the absolute worst. You get in casual, like if you're, but in ranked. If you're playing ranked, you know, I can understand. If you're playing yeah. ranked, you shouldn't be able to play ranked anymore. That's true. Yeah, if, like, uh, like this is how I feel about it. If you're playing ranked, the quit option should not even be in the pause menu once you get in the game. That should not even be an option they give to people. That's true. That like, I'm with. That I'm with. And that I'm with. I can give you that. But I feel like in casual... A time ban would suffice, even if it's two hours. Hell, even if it's six hours or twenty-four hours. A one-day, a one-day ban of not being able to matchmake. I could see that, but I feel like if you could just... eighteen out of twenty-one games though in casual, you deserve a month. I don't fucking <laughs> care. You deserve a month. You, you deserve it. You're not even playing the game at that point. What if it was? What if it was? Because my nephew, he used to quit out on Call of Duty all the time. What if he was that guy? Or he, they would just, you know, they would just quit out all the time. I mean, what if they were to be... Hey, you know, what when if it comes to Call of Duty, this is why I say Call of Duty is not competitive. When it comes to Call of Duty, depending on the playlist, please quit out of my game. Please, get the fuck out of my game. We're playing TDM. All my teammates, leave. Leave everyone else <laughs> on the enemy team. Why? Because now I have six opportunities to get kills, and they have one opportunity to get kills. I'm almost guaranteed to win that game. Yeah. That's where the competitive standpoint lands there. When it comes to Gears, TDM isn't even a competitive game mode. Yeah, it's not. No, it's not. So yeah. it's like, and team shotting is so big in Gears. So yeah, being a man down fucks your entire team. You're almost guaranteed to lose being a man down in Gears. Yeah. I think maybe news, maybe, maybe new solution of just completely separating it and then adding that. I just think that a simple time ban would suffice, maybe a one day. At least of what I believe that could be possible. One day should be the minimum ban. That should be the warning ban. <laughs> when it comes to ranked playlists, no, no, no. No, this is no joke. Like, literally, Overwatch needed it. Smite needed it. League of Legends needs it. Fucking Dota needs it. Literally, every single competitive game that has a ranked playlist, if you leave the game early, you should yeah. immediately oh, get yeah. a day on the rank On the ranked, I get that. On the ranked, for sure. But you also, but you know, but then again, the coalition they've been known for doing stuff like this, so it it kind of steep like they literally have been known for this um when they were back in the day, they used to be i guess like Gears of War three when like at the tip of their competitiveness where they're getting a lot of players um I think they used to actually do uh bands in the com they used to basically. People who played ranked, if you were a player that were doing too good, they used to always say that people were cheating. They used to accuse people of cheating. So if you're doing too good in ranked... That was because anti-cheat back then sucked. 
that yeah, like, that's literally because anti cheat sucks. So they had to getting, basically try to keep their competitive playlist fair. Yeah, like, but okay, imagine getting yes, a one year ban them. or a two year ban uh, on in Gears of War three. So that's a lot of reason why Gears of War four like, failed. Yeah, I mean, I'm hearing what you're saying, right? Like, yes, did they take it too far in a lot of cases? Absolutely. Like, is is a two year ban technically taking it too far? Like, absolutely. One year, you'll have a new game next year anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So. Just ban him for the rest of the game's lifetime at that point. It's like, who cares? But, um, it's like, yeah, like two years is just rubbing salt in the wound. But, um, yeah, no, like, that was literally because, yet again, they know they have a competitive game. They know mm-hmm. that they have one of the most competitive shooters in existence, right? Yeah. And they want to keep their game competitive, right? If one person's too dope and they're convinced that they're cheating, okay, um, that, like, really fucking sucks to the person who's too dope, like, quite frankly. Like, you know, if I if it was me, I'd be pissed. I know I'd be pissed. But at the same time, I can respect them for trying to keep their game competitive. Yeah, I can. I could definitely totally respect it. It's just because they've always, they've always been had me on like edge, like what? Because they've done these you know types of things all the time. But you know, I think it'll be. I think they'll be able to. I think they'll be able to figure it out, or maybe their community will just learn. But after this type of mm-hmm. thing, so hopefully this warning shot just hit them there with it. So we'll see. But um, yeah, yeah. So, but I think I think like they, imagine if League like put that into into like, there, put that into the works. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> but I think news like basically news solution is probably the best bet. They just need to, you know, smaller band yeah, to I be mean, able to do that. They need to implement that stuff into rank playlists where somebody who's a rage quitter really, really is hurting people. Mm. And casual, there's no fucking way. There's no okay, way now, someone should get banned for two years because they they yeah. suck at casual and they quit. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying. I'm hearing what you're saying, right? Now, I haven't played Gears 5 multiplayer, so I don't know if this is the case, but I have played Halo 5 multiplayer. And Halo 5 multiplayer is ranked. There's no casual multiplayer. Halo 5 multiplayer yeah, yeah. is the ranked playlist, right? And that's it. You're playing ranked. Yeah. If Gears 5 is that way, where there is no casual playlist, like I said, get the fuck off our game and go play Call of Duty. There is. Yeah, there's, exactly. a, there's, a casual, <laughs> there's a casual but, one I mean, there's a ranked. I mean, if they're, okay. gonna, if they're gonna implement a rule like this, they need to have a separate playlist. Which they do. Which they do. But they don't yeah, care Yeah, I mean, they do is. good, but if they don't, they need to have one if they're yeah. gonna do something like this, because... Yeah. I yeah, mean, nah. there's, there's people well, see, who like, don't even thing. play like, gears it shouldn't like me. Be, it shouldn't be out of the blue, right? It shouldn't be like, okay, you quit 18 out of 21 games today. Here's a two-year ban. No. It should be like, okay, you quit three out of four games. Here's an hour ban. Right? You should get warnings. Oh, right? they, yeah, don't, they, don't imp- they don't implement it like that. They d- That's they, what I'm saying. No, I, I understand that. It's like yeah. my, It's basically like at the end of the day, they're like, oh, okay, this dude's a fucking douchebag gone <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like nah no more you're, you're done yeah. son you're cut yeah. off uh-huh there's no slap on the wrist there's no slap on the wrist there's just a round of the face like goodbye <laughs> like this think about it like this mm. super what? bowl it's a super uh-huh. bowl yeah right i don't care who the teams are the okay. rams and someone else um somebody gets fucking clotheslined or whatever on the field and half the Rams walk away. Now you have half a team. Good luck with the Super Bowl. <laughs> All those players are getting yeah, fucking banned for life. Happen. All those players are getting banned for life. No, it does not happen. 
But if they did that, all of those players that walk off the field would get banned for life from the NFL. They would never be allowed to come back. Uh, That's so, yeah, no, yeah. I absolutely think that fucking the coalition should treat their game like that. <laughs> like, it's an eSport for a reason. All right. Right? There's a reason why sport is in the name. You should, yeah. you should be treated like one. Okay. I, hmm. I, I mean, like I said, I get your point. You, I just think you're a mad Hitlerist Kim Jong-un on, on, the, on the topic. Nah. nah, I need you to be Obama and chill. I said, I said that people need warnings, right? Yeah, I said that the yeah, way they're yeah, going yeah, about yeah. it is a little, a uh, little cruel, but L you know, a little tough. Yeah, a little tough. But at the same time, do I believe the punishment is unjustified? No. Mm -hmm. Do I think how they went about it was shitty? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, well, when we go into next week, we'll have a lot of new games that we'll all be playing. We'll be trying. Um, so what, we'll be going into Call of Duty, and then after that, we'll be going into the Pokemons, the Death Strandings, the Outer Worlds, so I'm excited for the next The Halloween weeks. event will have come out, I'll be able to give you guys a lowdown on the Halloween event. Boy, yeah, le let us know, you know, we'll see how that goes, but yeah, mm -hmm. so I think we'll just, uh, end it right there, and we'll just, um, see you guys next week, and thank you guys for tuning in to the next episode. Um, and thank you guys. Hopefully you guys need to share, share, share this episode, you know, take a listen, share it out, send it to your friends, you know, let's go ahead. Yeah, if you know yeah. friends who are gamers, you know, just share the podcast. Yep. You we know, need it all. We, we, yeah. We have, yeah. we have nice voices. We should be heard, you know? Yeah. We really should. You see, we're passionate yeah. about what, what we talk about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, make sure you share it or Hardcore Hitler is going to get you banned on the game store. That's yeah. not true. If you, if you no, don't share don't this. Don't rage quit. Don't if, rage, no, if no, you no, don't no, share no, this no, podcast, we're going to make sure to cut off all your podcast yeah. accounts. You're not going to be able to listen to yeah. another podcast <laughs> for 10 years what, if you don't share are, this podcast. Is competitive podcasting now? Yeah, huh? competitive <laughs> podcasting. Hashtag <laughs> competitive <laughs> podcasting. If you don't. start trending. If you don't. Share this podcast. We're going to make sure to cut off your Spotify account, your Apple podcast account. Everywhere where podcasts are, you're getting banned. See, now we're stepping into, <laughs> now we're stepping into felonies. This is just isn't even fun anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not the felony. Yeah. But, all right, guys. Well, it was, uh, it was fun. We will be back next week. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Almost Intelligent Gamers. Please remember to follow us on Twitter at AlmostIGamers. Again, that's AlmostIGamers. Please share our podcast from wherever available you're listening to, whether it be Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, whatever platform podcasts are available. Uh, once again, I'm Travis. I'm Kyle. And I'm New. We hope you tune into the next one.